I'm Jamie Markey. And I'm Michael Tatum. You're so chipper. I am. <laughs> what are we doing here? Uh, this is our very first episode of <gasps> Ghosticles. Oh, that name. M- Michael doesn't love the name yet, <laughs> but I know it's going to grow on him. Here's the thing. I hope ghosticles don't grow on me. <laughs> They're going to now. You... I don't know what doctor to go I to. I wonder what that, that EVP happens. would sound like. <laughs> Probably um, help. <laughs> uh, I had initially wanted to call Google Intentions ghosticles, but Michael wouldn't let me. So I I pleaded with you not to call it that. Let's <laughs> like, not make it. Please. I was like, please don't call it ghosticles. It's like, come on. And she's like, all right, well, how about we do this thing and call it ghosticles? And so I was like, yeah. Shit, now, so to determined. be fair, what every everything every time I like something creepy happens in my house or wherever I go, both Jack and I are like, it's the ghosticles. I've said ghosticles about ghosts instead of ghosts <laughs> for a very long time. Um, it makes me laugh, fair. and so and laugh. You need laughter. That's right. Especially when you're in a situation when you're shitting yourself in fear. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And we did, and so we asked everybody uh, on our social medias uh, a couple weeks ago what they wanted Mm -hmm. to see more of or less of, or you know, just ideas and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And thankfully, nobody wanted less of anything, so that's good. That that Um, makes me feel very good. I know, I know. (laughs) We appreciate that. Hey, could you be less this? We just don't like you guys. Yeah, and (laughs) what we got was that the everybody really likes the hysteria. But everybody really likes the ghost stories too, so they wanted more right. spooky stories. Ooh. So that I think that's is what fun. Ghosticles is about. It's, I like it. It's a little splinter yeah. of of the show. It's just a little mini episode where we tell some ghost stories. Uh, maybe read creepy pastas. Maybe read yeah. um, emails that we get that you know maybe don't work for a ghost story, but it's, we it's think story time. It's, yeah, it's, it's just story time. Gather round. It's the it's, it's the story, story time. time. Little yeah. little mini little. It's mini, our campfire. Mini sods. Yeah, mini sods. Um, <laughs> so Michael's starting, right? You've got the yes. Story. I've got a I've got a really fun story. Who submitted it? Um, they prefer to be called uh, anonymous zookeeper. Oh, well, um, all right. Because they are actually apparently a zookeeper, so it's not just a weird um, name out of nowhere. <laughs> That's good. That's <laughs> it, good. It appertains to their job. Okay. Well, thank you, anonymous zookeeper. Yes. Let's hear it. All right. I'm a zookeeper by day and have had more than my fair share of odd experiences in one of the zoo's older buildings, specifically the kangaroo barn which was constructed in the 40s. While cleaning it, I'd often find myself getting lightheaded and a bit off balance. The barn, made largely of cobblestones, is very tall with quite a few stalls. There are no windows, only a front entrance. It's apparent there used to be windows and a large side door, but these were sealed over with concrete long ago. I chalk my dizziness down to the building's vertigo-inducing height, at least at first. Every now and then my phone would tumble off the shelf in the keeper's station where I had it set to play music. I thought this especially odd since I never left the phone on the shelf's edge and the vibrations from counting crows shouldn't be enough to knock it off. I ought to mention this only ever happened while the phone was playing music, as if something didn't care for my taste in playlists. Sometimes the doors to the unoccupied back stalls would refuse to open, only to open with ease moments later. Sometimes the door would slam shut on me while I was sweeping. This happened enough to put me in the habit of placing a feed bucket in such a way as to prevent my getting locked in. Despite being surrounded by odd activity, though, I'm generally pretty good at getting on with my day. Once, however, while I was inside another building, the lights went out, leaving me in pitch darkness. I ran for the windows, raised the blinds, radioed for the electrician, and waited for him by the door. 
Our electrician has spent his entire career working for the zoo and often visited as a child before that. Needless to say, he knows a lot about the place's history. He's a friendly sort, so I made small talk with him about the kangaroo barn without going into my experiences. I mentioned that I found the building cool and kind of mysterious. He told me it used to be an elephant barn, bigger by half than what it is now. I did some research and came across a slew of archival photos. The caption of one, attached to a newspaper article, caught me by surprise. Elephant at Forest Park Zoo named Sugar raises her snout to trumpet a swan song a few minutes before her execution. She was sentenced to die after a savage attack on her keeper. Several other photos told a similar story. Perhaps that explains why I always found the energy in the barn to be more mischievous than malevolent. Security often reports sightings of a faint apparition on the rhino path beside the new elephant barn. I myself haven't seen anything yet, since most of these occurrences happen after dark and I only walk it during daylight hours. Some people speculate that it's the spirit of a zookeeper who died on the grounds many years ago. I wonder if it's the same man attacked by the elephant. Ooh, that's a good one. It's kind of sad. It is sad. Poor elephant being executed. You know, you know that elephant, like, deserved to attack that keeper. I know. What did that keeper do? I feel like, I feel like the keeper fucked up and was rude. I don't, I shouldn't assume. I don't know, but elephants generally don't attack people unless the people give them, you know, people give them shit. Uh, Cheers, by the way. Mm. Yes, Cheers. Also, this gives us another day of day of drinking. 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 That should be a holiday. Yeah, it's our day of drinking. So that was a good story. Thank you, anonymous zookeeper. Thank you so much. We really like it. I should I should add that it's that though you heard the name Forest Park Zoo, the zoo that this person works for is no longer called that and hasn't been called it in a long time. Okay. So don't go looking for a Forest Park Zoo. I imagine. Did they send us like? Pictures or anything? Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh, we could put that on the Insta. Yeah. Okay, we will. All right. Yay. Yay. Awesome. What's okay. your story? My story is from Pam. I actually have several experiences, but the one that creeps me out the most happened in 1996. I was a single mom working two jobs, trying to support my special needs seven-year-old son and myself. I lived in a townhouse complex. I didn't have a car, so I walked to and from both of my jobs, five days a week. I didn't really know any of my neighbors well. I was aware, however, of a middle-aged couple two doors down from me. Every time I saw them, the woman would glare at me angrily, while the husband seemed very nice. It made me feel uncomfortable, but it wasn't anything I dwelled on. In June of 1997, I noticed that a lot of people were going to the couple's home, And when I ran into their daughter, she told me her mother had died. So I did what I was taught to do growing up. I took a plate of cookies over and gave my condolences. Two days after the funeral, there was a knock at my door. I opened it to find the husband of the deceased woman. He brought back my plate and asked me if I would join him for dinner. I immediately felt uneasy. I told him I was sorry, but no, I couldn't. Afterwards, well, weird things started happening. One day when I got home, I noticed the back door was unlocked. I wasn't too bothered by it, but I did start double-checking to make sure I locked both locks. After that, things started missing from my house. Clothing, shoes, my hairbands. I wrote that off as well, 
I was probably too tired and just misplacing things. There was also the time my best friend and her son, who was friends with my son, stayed the night with us. I woke up early in the morning and heard my son talking. When I checked in on him, he was speaking into the floor vent in his room. I asked him what he was doing, and he said his friend was downstairs talking through the vent to him. But as I headed downstairs, I saw that my friend and her son were both sound asleep. That wasn't the case for long, however, thanks to the sound of my screaming. My son and I ended up packing our things and staying at my friend's house for a few days. I had to come back eventually, though. I had to get back to work. The morning after we returned, my neighbor came back. This man, whose wife just died, showed up at my front door with a giant stuffed gorilla and a ton of chocolate. He worked the night shift at our local retail store, so I guess he was making the most of his discount. Again, he asked me to go on a date with him. Again, I told him I was sorry, but no, I was not interested. Again, he refused to take no for an answer. This behavior, him bringing over gifts and asking me to date him, continued for the next two weeks. To say I became really uncomfortable is putting it mildly. That's when I discovered someone had been coming into my house while I was gone. I called the police, who investigated, and told me it was most likely someone who knew my schedule, someone who had been watching me. I was terrified. I started noticing my lights seemed to constantly flicker over and over again before going completely out. My cats would hiss and growl at odd times of the night. Between work, raising my son, and all these strange things happening, I was frazzled. It was a Saturday night when the man came to my door and asked if we could just talk. He seemed down, so I agreed and allowed him in. Bad mistake. He started off the conversation telling me he had been lonely since his wife died. I couldn't help but feel sorry for him. Then, he told me he wanted to share something that had been weighing on him. I still felt uneasy, but I was too stupid at the time to realize how dangerous the situation was. He shared the history between him and his wife. It wasn't good. He said he had grown so tired of her, he just wanted her gone. He actually prayed for her death and for the strength to take matters into his own hands if he needed to, which, apparently, he did. The man confessed to me that he had purposefully given his wife too much medicine when she was sick. He killed her. I was terrified. I, I was shaking. I knew I had to get him to leave, but I didn't know how. That's when he told me he had been watching me long before his wife died. That's when he told me he was in love with me. In that moment, all I could think about was getting my son and myself somewhere else, somewhere safe. My phone rang. I've never been so relieved to have my boss call me into work. I'd previously told him about the strange things that had been happening, so thinking quickly, I asked him if he would come over and pick me up so I could drop off my son at the sitters. I'd never asked that of my boss before. I prayed with everything inside me he would figure out something was wrong. Thankfully, while I was on the phone, the man got up, walked to the front door, and left. Seven minutes later, police cars were everywhere. The man had fled. 
The police officers took down a report and looked through my house to make sure everything was okay. Behind my son's dresser, by the vent, they found a remote to a baby monitor. After searching the man's house, they found a set of keys to my back door, along with all of the clothing and personal items that had gone missing. I sent my son to my mom's, and when all the craziness had finally settled down, I was preparing to call my mom to come get me when the light in the kitchen flickered several times before going completely out. Then, right in front of me, I saw the dead man's wife, and she was angry. I screamed. A second later, she was gone. After that, I never saw her again. I never knew what happened to him, and to be honest, I don't want to know. God damn, Jamie. I know, it's so good. It's such a good story. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, I don't even know what to say to that. That's I mean, fucking terrifying. It's terrifying on so many levels. I mean, yeah. So many fucking levels. Oh. So, like, I guess she's haunting. Yeah. And he's stalking. And, and he haunting. Wow, a ghost and a stalker. Like getting it from getting it from both angles. That's I know. Fucking like a, a living, the living and the dead are fucking with you. At least when they stopped, they stopped completely. Yeah, they were tied together. So, but still, yeah. God. I know. And, and that's you know, I'm hard pressed to, to vote as to which is more terrifying: the human stalker. Human stalker. Oh. <laughs> human stalker yeah, is more terrifying. I agree. I agree. So, we have some emails, which is another thing that we'll throw in here and there. It's fun. I um, like it. It's a new yeah. way of storytelling. It's a new way. It's different. It's different. It's like, it's the new kind of written record. That's what's fun about this little smaller episode is that we kind of get to do whatever the fuck we want. It's more informal. It's just like. Not that the other one's like ridiculously formal, but like we can just be like, hey, today we're going to talk about ghost elephants. Right. (laughs) And that's the theme. Like whatever. Note to self. All right. So am I reading, am I going to read this one from Randall? Read it from Randall. Okay. Let's see. It wasn't long after my grandfather had passed away that strange occurrences started happening in the house he left me. Oh, lucky him to be I know. left with a house. That's Le- kind of... left with a house and ghosts. Well, I mean, if you're being, le- if you're gonna, you know, beggars can't be choosers, I guess. It's true. Um, it's free. At night, the stairs to the basement would creak as though someone was walking down them, while upstairs the sounds of someone pacing back and forth could be heard. But the real Ooh. scare was to come home from work to see a lamp in the living room turned on. Keep in mind, the lamp is touch-sensitive, meaning someone has to tap it to turn it on and off. Ugh, I hate those lamps. Those have always... <laughs> well, you have your own experience I've... with those kind yeah, of lamps. Yeah, two different ones. Ugh. I live alone. No, you don't. Uh, and no... <laughs> <laughs> he lives well, you alone. Live... <laughs> okay, true. He's not alone, Technicality. But he lives um, alone. <laughs> I... <laughs> I live alone, and no, I didn't leave anything on when I left that morning. It's been six years now, and the stairs and floors still creak. I guess it just proves when you've lived in a home for decades, you're always still there in some small way. To creep out the people <laughs> who are living. I would, I mean, I want to hang we, out and be like, make sure you take care of my shit. Right. This is my home. Yeah. Oh, God. The books, mainly. Yeah. Yeah, For me, of it would be books. Like, I'd be, like, anytime someone went into my library and, like, opened a book, they'd feel like a cold air. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I'd, be, I'd be behind them going, don't fucking don't dog hear that page. Don't do dog not hear dog hear that page. And then I'd be like, watch me do 
Michael Tatum, watch me do. <laughs> <laughs> you would. I would. You would. I dog ear. I don't give a shit. Um, you know what you can't dog ear? A Kindle. Um, okay, so I've got Amelia. Here we go. All right, here we go. Years ago, deep in the heart of central Texas. Um, (laughs) Deep in the heart of central Texas. Uh, I used to work in a sandwich shop that was haunted. Oh, that's That's fun. Interesting. Fun. Legend has it that someone was murdered in the building before it was made into the sandwich shop. That's great. All of the employees would hear their names being called, and when they would ask who called for them, no one had said anything. There was one time I heard a coworker call out my name. When I walked over to him, he asked if I said his name. I told him I heard him say mine. Neither one of us had called for that the other one. shit happened to me what? when I worked at the fucking movie theater. <gasps> the haunted movie theater? Yes. yes. We all heard someone call us to lunch at the same time, and there's no way they could have. <gasps> because we were all in different theaters sweeping up, and we all heard someone at the same time come into our, open the doors to the theaters and be like, lunch. Oh, weird. Yeah, it was a night crew thing. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. That's a, I mean, that's helpful. Getting everyone together. It nice. Was, it was weird, because everyone was spilling out into the hallway at the same time. We're like, what the fuck? Because normally they, we'd all, yeah. Okay. Um, Then there was one time I felt someone tap me on the shoulder. When I turned around, there was no one there, and that side of the on that side of the kitchen. Finally, there was one time when a coworker was cleaning the windows. She tried cleaning off a handprint, but it wouldn't come off. Thinking it was on the other side, she went outside to clean it. It still wouldn't come off. Freaked out, she called me over to look at it. That's when I noticed it was inside the glass. It had never been there before, and it disappeared later that day. (laughs) I feel like that's an attention-getting thing to do. You know? I mean, that's a cool trick to be able to do as well. Like, I can put my handprint inside the glass. Right. Where you can't fucking, like, I, that's yeah. a pretty, it's a pretty nifty trick. It Sounds is. like being a ghost comes with a lot of cool little parlor. Perks. Like, I perks. guess if you can manage it. If you give, I mean, it must take a lot. I mean, I wonder if ghosts have to, like, learn and, like, practice. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a, there's like a little, like, there's a course they can do where, like, right. they have a mentor that's like, okay, now here's how you create a cold spot. This is pretty basic. Yeah, right. Maybe. <laughs> what if it's like. This is how you freak out a dog. This is how. What if they're like Olympics for hauntings for ghosts? Oh my God. And so, like, major parent, like, uh, uh, oh, poltergeist activity uh-huh. is is the, like. <laughs> it's like. It's, it's a certain, like, poltergeist. Who's going to win the gold? And that's the people <laughs> at the, uh, the, the Black Monk of. Like, yeah, yeah. The, the Black Monk of Pontefract definitely mm-hmm. takes home the gold. Mm-hmm. Right. It's oh wow. Yeah. That's really cool. Do they have their own like box of like cereal that they get to be on the the the, the cover of? Yes. If they win. It's, it's Count like Dracula. Ghost Wheaties. <laughs> 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 it's not Count Chocula, just Count Dracula. They Count eat Dracula. their actual Count. Dracula. I meant Chocula, but you know, you get where I'm. I Frank never. Frankenberry like, doesn't get enough. I don't love. like Count Chocula. I don't I like I fake, fake chocolate. I do. Um, <laughs> I, I like real chocolate more, but I'll eat me some fake chocolate too. Mine. I'm not, I'm not picky. My jam was and is Apple Jacks. Oh, Apple Jacks are their That's shit. That's my favorite. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. Most people have honeycomb, the Fruity Pebbles. Honeycomb? Oh my God, I love Honeycomb. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. We're right. about to get dinner, so we should stop. <laughs> we should okay. go to a cereal bar. <laughs> I know. Um. <laughs> do you think they have gluten-free Apple Jacks? Oh, God. No, we I haven't. I hate it. The world's not ready. Mm-mm. 
Oh. I'm ready. Right. All right. Okay. What's That's your next good. one? My next one is from, uh, this comes from Katie. Katie. Thank you, Katie. Yes, thank you. Katie emails, hello, I was telling my nan about your podcast and my submission, and she told me to give you this story. My nan and her best friend 20 years ago went to a seance. Ooh. Ew. Um, <laughs> I thought we both were like, ooh, Ew. why haven't we done that? We are in this story. Yeah, right. <laughs> both are believers in the supernatural and love to go uh, on ghost tours, etc. Anyway, during this seance, the usual uh, happenings... Wait, what is this? And, and anyway, during the, the seance... <laughs> sorry, so I'm reading it on the fly. Uh, anyway, during the seance, the usual... Um, happenings the psychic calls on wait anyway during the seance the usual happens <laughs> oh. the psychic calls on the spirits and things start to move only it soon becomes different from the movie trope seances and uh, a wine glass from the table zooms up over a woman's head and smashes cleanly on the floor well that's a waste of good wine glasses was there wine in it oh Ghostman business. now i don't mean <laughs> smashes cleanly into little bits as if a person had chucked it to the floor I mean the top sheared off in a smooth line. Oh, oh. shit. So it didn't shatter. Okay. It was just like... It was pop. like... Chunk. That, okay. That's like craftsmanship. Um, my nan, curious, picks up the glass and carefully runs a finger over it. No cut. Mm. She takes it home to tell the story to our family, and one of my uncles presses his hand as hard as he can into the broken rim of the glass. No cuts appear. <gasps> over the years, a lot of my family members have tried to cut ourselves with this glass to no avail. I love this twisted this family. Great. I love it. They're like, like that's like. Are you, you old enough to try to slice yourself with this ghost? <laughs> so what happens if of... someone actually acts, slices themselves on this glass and they I become bet. like King of England? <laughs> Like, you're like the, the chosen one. The stone. It's the gut with the glass. <laughs> that ghost is like trying to like pave the way for something really big. It wasn't until two years ago when my cousin dropped it and it smashed Aww. that the glass actually cut us. Cousin fail. Um, anyway, my nan thought you might like the story. She was right. We do, Nan. Katie, we do. She was. Thank you, Nan. I'm loving listening to you guys every time a new podcast Aww, comes out. Thanks. And I enjoyed watching the Halloween video. You oh, yay. Guys did. That was Sweet. Fun. Thank you, Katie. Thank that's you. a great story. I like, man, Me that's too. that's what. I want I want a ghostly artifact. I want to like, do a seance like a not in my souvenir. house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't want. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to do not a in seance. My house. It's like hosting a party. You're like, oh, I'd right. love to have a. Oh no, but let's have it someone else. I'll we bring should chips. go to someone who doesn't really believe's house and do it at their house. Do we know anyone who doesn't really believe? Yeah, but it's Paul, and we can't do it around him because he is like the dead zone. Like nothing happens around him. Oh, that's true. He absorbs all of the energy. There's no energy they can get because he's taking it all. He's so full of life yeah. that ghosts realize that just they can't. There's no point. That. What's the point? Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay, our last story today is from Tyler. Hi, okay. Tyler. Back in 2016, I was working at the Veterans Affairs nursing facility with my friend Stephen on our usual night shift when something peculiar happened. We work as security personnel <laughs> and are required to do hourly rounds around the grounds. That's a f uh, hourly rounds around hourly the grounds. Rounds around hourly the rounds grounds. around the grounds. That's going to be a nice warm up. <laughs> Hourly rounds That's around the grounds. Thank you, Tyler. Without Thanks. even knowing yeah. it, you've given us a vocal warm-up. That's great. One evening during my 2 a.m. rounds, I had just finished walking through all three floors of the building, and upon reaching our third floor office, Stephen confronted me about messing with him. After explaining that I had been walking the building, he informed me that our police scanner had been picking up the sound of a little girl laughing. Oh, no. Not only... 
did the sound come through the scanners, but he had informed me that he kept seeing a head bobbing past the window as Uh -uh. if the little girl was running down the hall. I feel like one of the one of the tricks every ghost learns how to do is to laugh like a little girl. Right. Like it's really like if the ghost were if this person that this ghost were a human being, it'd be like a six foot eight dude, like linebacker right. type. But like his special talent is sounding like a laughing a little, child, a little kid. That's why like, like that's a, a lot of those thing. EVPs from the Vasilica stuff, uh-huh. Velisca stuff, yeah. uh, are um, <laughs> whatever it's called. Whatever it's called. Uh, you hear a lot of kids. Um, and those EVPs, and it makes you wonder, like, is it just something that's trying to sound like kids, mm-hmm. or is it? But in this one, they actually he thought he saw so a little like girl running little down girl. the hall. Oh, that's creepy. Later fuck. that week, we found out that a little girl had passed away in a car accident yeah. in front of the veteran's property a few years ago, and that residents have been seeing a little girl in their rooms. Oh. I know. Also that's creepy as fuck. Also. Creepy as fuck. <laughs> Oh, oh God! Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good. thank you, Tyler. That's that was a good story. Security guards have some of the best ghost stories because they like they get to see shit. That we I know. Like, they, security, they have access to security places guards, that, uh, nurses, doctors. Security guard nurses. Yes. Please send us your stories. Oh my God! I can yes. be stuck on Reddit for a very long time no reading shit. those stories. Right? There's like a nurse one that goes back ten years or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! It's so good. What is it? Tell me. We, we I mean, might as well. I mean, there's like hundreds of stories. Well, do you remember? Does one stand out? Right now in this moment? <laughs> no. But there's a lot of them that it's like, you know, they'll go, you know, if they're they're working the night shift or something, mm-hmm. and there's one room that's closed off, and they'll hear the nurse call mm. from that room. Oh. I a lot. Stuff like that will yeah. happen. Or like there's stuff where like before someone dies some like weird shit will happen in the in the room and it's consistent for multiple deaths like they'll say they that a shadow has been coming into the room or they'll say like something about the window you know there's but something that connects them that feels like there might be maybe something visiting that knows Mm. or something but i told you when my i think i've told you before but my grandfather was was passing away he he passed away at home uh, with hospice workers around him, and right. we were there. And his sister-in-law had uh, the day before he died. His sister-in-law, who lived in a different part of Texas, passed away, and he was already kind of himself, uh, kind of gone. Like he was kind of coming in and out of consciousness. So we just didn't tell him that that right, Jenny yeah. had died. And he woke up out of the blue the day after, uh, or the, rather the later that the night the night of. Uh, she had died in the morning, I think, and that night he kind of came out of it, uh, and he just looked around at all of us because we kind of looked at him, and he just said, "When did Jenny get here?" And like, we were like, "Oh shit! Uh, well, no, it's yesterday." And then, and then he, then he, then he passed back. Yeah, then he passed back out, and oh, then, and that was best. yeah. But that happens apparently a lot with people that are yeah. kind of on the threshold of of. Yeah, that happened death. in my family too. Um, They'll yeah, see other people had, around. Yeah, they see they see people, yeah. or like you know, we've had a, a member of my family who had an aneurysm and died for a couple of minutes and came back. Mm. And she told my grandfather that she had seen her mother who had already passed away. And, uh, some, I think his mother who had passed away and, uh, they were on the other side of a river and she was trying to get to them. And her mom told her, it's not your time. Mm. You'll see us eventually, but not right now. Go back. 
and then she woke up. Wow. I know. Wow. I know. Oh. So I love I love stuff like that and those mm-hmm. kinds of stories. We want them all. Give them all to us. Yes, give them all. So Thank that's our first. Listening. That's our first episode of, of Ghosticles. Right. So, Ghosticles. You know, this is what you wanted. This is what you got. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys. And remember, it's, it's okay, okay to sleep, sleep with, with the, the lights, lights on. on. And I will. <laughs> <laughs>